So you're tired. And so what happens? Well, you know, I'm married. The person made a commitment to me. You know, I know they'll be there. And we just tend to get sloppy. Um, and, and nobody does it purposely. It's just the way it is. So then you talk to your girlfriends or you talk to, you know, other people and everybody else is doing the same thing. So you think it's the norm. If you are trying to stop a divorce, listen closely. Dr. Karen Sherman has advice on what to do and say to begin the healing process. Stay tuned. After 25 years working with private clients, Dr. Karen Sherman realized that with all the stress that couples face, many just can't get to a professional for the help they need. For many, it's just too costly, which is why Karen has created a new membership site for committed couples. Each month, she'll tackle a specific topic, publish new teaching videos, and the best part? Hold a monthly call where you can ask her your questions directly. All of this and much more is available for just $9.99 per month. Pretty amazing. Visit MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com for more details. That's MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am once again joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Nice to speak with you again. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, we are once again digging through the uh, queries that we receive. Um, this one is actually a very popular query, and it's not surprising, I suppose. Uh, the query is something along the lines of, how do I stop a divorce? Um mm. So I'm going to make the assumption that their spouse has already told them that they want a divorce. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in it, Karen. If your spouse has come to you and said they want a divorce, is it over? Well, you know, it's interesting when you when you ask the question, how do I stop a divorce? That my thought was, yeah, how do I stop a divorce also? Uh, you know, the divorce rate is up to 50 percent, maybe a little bit better. And. You know, that's what my work is mostly about. I don't think that it's necessarily over. I think that lots of people say that in frustration. I think lots of people say that because they get to the point where they are feeling like they just don't know what else to do. A lot of people feel like they are, the common phrase would be, I love you, but I'm not in love anymore, that the feelings just aren't there. Uh, so as frightening and as um, traumatic as those words sound, as devastating as those words sound, I don't know that it necessarily means that you are headed to be one of the statistics. Mm -hmm. And how, I mean, how frequently is it that somebody will just blurt that out out of frustration or whatever? Oh, I think it's quite common. Um, more common than, you know, we really would want. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons people could say, you know, just like when you're in an argument 
or you're really upset, words come out of our mouths that we don't necessarily mean to say to our partner. And I think that, as I said a moment ago, when we are frustrated, when we're disgusted, when we feel like we've had enough, when we feel like nothing we're doing is working, it could be quite possible that you could just sort of throw your hands up in the air and say, you know what, I want a divorce. I can't take this anymore. Is Now, if... If you hear those words come out of your spouse's na- mouth and and you don't think it's um, a, a, a sincere um, declaration of I want a divorce, you just think they're frustrated and they're really angry or upset or whatnot, is, could that be a sign, however, that, uh-oh, it's, it's getting to that level where those thoughts have actually creeped into their head and that is something they would say? Because I can't – like me personally, I can't imagine any argument that I would have with my wife at this point where those words would ever come out of my mouth. Yeah, well, I, I, I certainly don't think that you should laugh at the person and say, well, that's ridiculous. I'm, you know, I think any time your partner expresses any kind of a feeling, you should be validating it and paying attention to it. Um, I remember an article that came out a couple of years ago where the husband came home and ex- said exactly that. You know, I, I want out of this marriage. I don't remember if the words were exactly I want a divorce, but it was I want a, I want out of this marriage. And the, hu- the wife basically said, you know, um, I hear you and I know that you're upset um, and I'm not ready to call it quits on this marriage. So let's talk about some ways that I can give you some space. And she just hung in there and started to do the things that she felt was necessary to give him space and give him attention. And it turned it around. So if your mate comes home and says that, um, I think that you have to really stop and say, okay, clearly, you know, um, you know, those are very strong words. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this? You know, um, can we unpack this a little bit, you know, and, and see what this means? And then hopefully um, you can have a dialogue. Now, if the person says, you know, I don't want to talk about this right now. Um, I've told you I want a divorce and, and that's it. Say, you know, okay, you've got to respect it. Trying to um, force somebody into a conversation when they're not ready for it is futile. You know, okay. it's not going to go anywhere. So you let it go. And then maybe an hour later, several hours later, you come back and you revisit it and you say, you know, I heard you. I don't want you to think I didn't hear you. Um, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not sort of bowled over by what you're saying and I'm not going to necessarily fight you on it, but I would like to discuss it. Because I think that if the person feels that you're going to fight them on it, then they're going to dig their heels in even more. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like a teenager. No, yeah. you can't do that. Well, yes, I can. So I think you say, but, you know, please help me understand what's going on here. Okay. Because what you're trying to do is figure out what's behind it. Yeah. Now, what's behind it? That's a great segue into my next question I have for you. Are the chance of repair greater or lesser depending on the reason that the person wants a divorce? Oh, I would think so. Absolutely. I mean, if the person has already found somebody else 
and they have already started making and and see i don't even think that is an absolute end i i'm an eternal optimist and i'm very persistent and you know if if i may be rather corny about this i don't think the show's over till the fat lady sings yeah um you know i really work really hard to get couples back together um and look at every, turn over every stone possible but if the person has already checked out of the marriage, they're with somebody else, you know, they've just sort of been playing this game, they've got absolutely no interest, et cetera, et cetera, you know, then there's nothing you can do. And I have worked with couples like that. I've actually worked with couples where the person comes in for supposed marital counseling and they're just keeping up a charade to make it look as if they're trying to work on things. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, barring that, I think that there's still the possibility of making things work. Okay. Now, what if you, I mean, there's, there's so many different reasons. I mean, there's, there's cheating, there's, um, um, like physical cheating, emotional cheating, people, couples could argue about their finances or kids or in-laws or religious differences or politics. I mean, there's a thousand reasons why a couple would get upset with the, the other person and, and eventually drive them to the, to the point of divorce or wanting to divorce. What do you say to um, a person where they don't know what the reason is? The person, their spouse comes to them and just says, I don't love you anymore. Yeah. You know, what do you, what do you do with something like that? Say, so, you know, okay, um, I'm not really sure exactly, um, you know, what has happened, but obviously we had problems and I think that we may need to talk, um, to sort of figure out when this happened or, you know, what you're experiencing. Um, and for some couples just talking together and really being heard is going to start the connection again. Probably most couples are going to need to go for some help. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if I've discussed it with you, Steve, on this podcast, because I know that, you know, some, I've talked about it in, in other media, but when, A couple comes into me and I hear, I love my mate, but I'm not in love. I really like that statement. You know, I I mean, obviously I don't like the statement, but I'm saying (laughs) as far as uh, couples coming in for help, because obviously anyone who comes into me for help, it's because there's a problem. Yeah. But when I hear that particular problem and I don't hear that there's anything else really going on, I see it as, okay, you've you're suffering from what most couples suffer from, um, life, technology, Mm. stress, um, just the normal ups and downs. And what you need is to learn how to reconnect, not let life get in the way, um, reignite the feelings that you used to have in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what I'll tell you what a real problem is, when somebody says, I have no more feelings left anymore, I'm just indifferent, mm. that's a real problem because the opposite of love is not hate. Uh, hate is still an emotion. There's still energy there. Um, but when somebody says, I have no feelings left, I just couldn't care one way or the other, that's indifference and that's a problem. 
Yeah, we we've talked about that in the past about when you should really start getting worried is when your spouse stops arguing with you because that's, that's when they've given up. Yeah, that's correct. Um, now, what – so the spouse comes to you and tells you, you know what? I'm just not in love with you anymore um, and that triggers the thought in your head where you think to yourself, you know what? I'm not sure I'm in love with you anymore either. Is this still just the same issue of, well, you know, you just need to reconnect and work on those things? Uh, yeah. And very often what I'll hear is, and, and a lot of times it's the guys that say, I just don't feel the connection anymore. And the woman will say, you know, look, when we took our vows, it was for better or worse. And I just sort of thought like we were a normal married couple. And, you know, we had a couple of kids and we got busy and, you know, whatever. And, you know, I figured one day it would get better. Um, But basically, he's sort of been feeling like, you know, you're not attending to me. And I don't feel like I matter much to you. And I don't feel like what I do is good enough. And, you know, so... If she's feeling it also, she could say, you know, come to think of it, I guess I sort of had those feelings also, and we've just sort of gotten sloppy about our relationship, and that's not good. And again, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, well, that's ridiculous, and, you know, um, it happens to all of us, and we shouldn't get divorced. I think I would say, thank you for bringing up the fact that maybe we do have problems and and we've gotten a little negligent. And I think that given the amount of time we've been together out of respect to our relationship, to us and our children, we owe it to ourselves to at least see if we can get some help. And if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I think we owe it to ourselves to at least check that out. I, I love how you phrased that in the beginning about the the wife uh, making the statement about something along the lines of, I just assumed we were going through what most people go through. Uh, you know, we get busy and all these other things. This is one of those things that I think a, a lot about, which is uh, we we make up our own assumptions about what a marriage could or should be. Mm-hmm. And we accept that, well, you have kids, you get busy, you get stressed, you know, you have these up and downs. But all that is a choice. And I feel like we sometimes forget that, that we we can choose to live our lives a particular way, even when you throw kids into the mix, even when you, you know, have all these other things going on in your life, uh, you you can choose to be happy and engaged and connected and to do things. Um, and so if that's not acceptable to you, uh, I just want to say you can do something about that. It's not just, well, life is going to sweep you up and take you away wherever you go. It's, it's the choices that you make that determine where you're going. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, what happens is for, for a while we thought, oh, technology is great. And it, it, it just, you know, makes our lives simpler in it. But really, we've become so overloaded with technology that it really has become overwhelming. And then most of us want the very best for our children. And so we've got them overloaded and we're running to carpools and eating dinner on the run. Um, and with the economy being what it is, there are very few families 
that are just single, um, you know, one, one person working. It's generally two. So you're tired. And so what happens? Well, you know, I'm married. The person made a commitment to me. You know, I know they'll be there. And we just tend to get sloppy. Yeah. Um, and, and nobody does it purposely. It's just the way it is. So then you talk to your girlfriends or you talk to, you know, other people and everybody else is doing the same thing. So you think it's the norm. Yeah. You know, you compare. And, and since everybody else is having the same things, you know, and we don't give relationship courses or what marriage is supposed to look like, you say, oh, okay, so this is what everybody's doing. It must be the, you know, the thing that is the way things go. Which is so interesting because when you look at the statistics, uh, if you are surrounded by divorced friends, you yourself are more, are more likely to be divorced yourself. That is true. And I think it's because of that, because you are looking at what the norm is around yourself. And if they're all doing the same things that are putting them into a position of divorce and you're following suit, well, guess what the result is going to be? Exactly. There's actual research about that, Steve. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. If you hang around with people who are getting divorced and you're not happy, you are more likely to get a divorce. Um, okay. So let's, let's, let's wrap this up here. Um, we're we're talking about how you can stop a divorce. Um, that's what people are looking for. They their their spouse in a in the heat of an argument, um, or they walk through the door, um, and their spouse let them know, "Hey, I want a divorce." So um, I know there's a a hundred things you could do. Uh, what would you say is the first step, or the you know one of the most important things that um, a a couple or an individual should do? to stop a divorce from happening if they don't want it to? Well, obviously preventative stuff so that you take care of your relationship along the way so that that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, it, it sounds so simplistic, but I say it over and over again. Do the things you did at the beginning of your relationship. Let your partner know that you appreciate them, compliment them, let them know that they matter to you. Um, I'm a big fan of checking in with each other. How are we doing? You know, let's get back on track. Every now and then, you know, I sort of feel my husband and I have gotten off track. And I say to him, I feel like we're getting off track. And we talk a little bit and then, you know, we, we get back on track. And then, you know, maybe a couple months go by and I feel like we're off track again. So I bring it to his attention and we get back on track. Um, so preventative is obviously the best way to prevent divorce. But if your mate comes home and says it, then it's time to say, you know, wow, you know, that's a really heavy statement. Um, I, I, I'm totally thrown by it. I feel awful that you feel that way. I'm not going to just poo-poo it. Can we talk about what has brought you to that decision and then go from there? So really it's um, first and foremost identifying the source of these feelings? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, um, and and I think you have also provided a lot of steps that somebody or a couple could take once they find that source. Um, yeah, let me add one more thing, Steve. Yeah. If a couple is going to go for therapy, please, please, please do your shopping. Um, shop around, call up a couple of therapists. One of the questions you want to ask is, are you pro-marriage? Um, a lot of people who are in this business 
have the belief system you only have one life to live and if you are not happy it's okay for you to separate they are not of the mindset that even if you come in and say that you're unhappy that you can still uh, get a marriage to go back on track so please ask that question that is a that's a great great point and we actually um, if you guys are interested we have a previous podcast where we've talked specifically about this so go ahead and look that up you can find that on our podcast page we also have an article um, that describes what to look for when you're trying to find a uh, therapist so you can go ahead and do type type in a query in our search box on our website we've got tons of information on that um, so best of luck to you hopefully um, this is nothing more than an informative podcast for you and you're not in this situation. And so don't take anything for granted right now. Be proactive in your relationship so you don't have to answer this question of how to stop a divorce. Uh, but for those who have asked this question, I hope this helps. Um, thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure, always insightful. And I know uh, the listeners get so much out of your input. Thank you, Steve. Um, and if you would like more input from Karen on a personal level, uh, she has just launched a new program called Make Your Marriage Work Now, uh, and you can get information on that at the website makeyourmarriageworknow.com. Um, it is packed with all sorts of information, um, all sorts of uh, like you, you tackle specific topics on a on a regular basis. Right, Karen, and then yes. You, every month there's a new topic. Every month there's a new topic to to so that you guys aren't uh, taking things for granted. And then you also have a monthly uh, conference call where people can actually talk to you yeah. uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, yes. uh, which is phenomenal. Um, and oh, by the way, if you're thinking like, oh, therapy, or I'm sure this is going to cost me like an arm and a leg. No, it doesn't. Nine ninety nine. $9.99. $9.99. Exactly. You're probably going to spend more on lunch this afternoon. And this is every, like, a month's worth of phenomenal information from the best in the biz. So uh, don't wait. It's makeyourmarriageworknow.com. Uh, you can also get more information from Karen at drkarensherman.com. Um, as you regular listeners know, she is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues. Means she's been doing it for over 25 years. Uh, she has done many teleseminars. She is the author of several best-selling books. Um, and she is on all the social networks as well. Uh, Google+, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, so you can find her there as well. Um, of course, Hitched is on all the, uh, all the big stuff as well. Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Uh, so let us know if you have any questions. Uh, we also have an email button on our podcast page. Uh, that is on hitchedmag.com. You can, of course, find all this information there. You can find information on Karen on our website. Um, and, of course, if you have any other marriage-related questions, feel free to let us know, and we'll look to tackle that topic next time. So that's going to do it this week. Thank you one last time, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Okay, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Oh,